I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, May 9th. We'll recover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in about seven minutes. So, Jay, yesterday was Mother's Day. I guess first I'll have to ask, what did you do to celebrate? Oh, it was great. It's great. Then I'm going to tell you that the kids both had sleepovers at other places. So that was nice on Saturday night. But then on on Mother's Day, I made uh, a traditional Mother's Day breakfast of an egg sandwich, which I know that sounds weird, but I do like to do that for my wife and the mother of the kids. And then we went for a long bike ride which I also like, and then just basically played most of the day. And then we went to dinner with my mother-in-law and in-laws. And yeah, it's good fun. What about you? Well, that's very, that's very nice. Well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm about to head out right after this. We're recording on Sunday. So I'm going to see my mom uh, and have dinner with her. And so that'll be good. But the one thing I did want to mention, Open Table, they get a bunch of data on where people are booking, when they're booking. And they've seen a 40% jump in reservations this Mother's Day compared to 2019. And by the way, that's compared to 2019. That's pre-pandemic. And so it's people are really, really getting back out into the world. And I'm seeing, yeah, you know, I'm starting to see it too. Like I was walking down King Street on the weekend and there's people everywhere. And oh. it's, you know, it's just great to see. It's great to see everyone getting back into the world and kind of returning to that normal from two years ago. And well, I said to my wife, we were coming back late on Saturday night. And I said, look how many people are walking up and down Bloor Street at 1130. She said, I'm sure it was always like this. I said, I don't think it was. It was jam packed the full width of uh, the full length and width of, of Bloor Street and also Dundas and Queen over the weekend. It is good to see nice weather doesn't hurt. Mother's Day doesn't hurt. So let's hope that a 40 percent jump in reservations goes beyond Mother's Day because the restaurants have been hurting, obviously, for two years. So yeah, let's get back out there. Sure. Brett, aside from Mother's Day reservations, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, Chelsea sold. For our second story, clogged ports. And for our third story, syrup shareholders. Brett, for our first story, how would you feel if you lost $3.1 billion? <laughs> That's a lot. But first, you have to actually have $3.1 billion to lose, which would be pretty great. But then what if you lost it? Sort of That's the thought experiment today. But whatever yeah. that emotion is, we're sure former Chelsea owner and Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich is feeling it after a consortium led by L.A. Dodgers part owner Todd Bowley, I'm going to screw up that name, have an agreement in principle so. to acquire the English soccer team Chelsea for $3.1 billion. So, Brett, why was Chelsea up for sale in the first place? But those that listen to the pod actually know already. The craziest thing is I bet you Abramovich is mad but he's, it's like still just a drop in the bucket for him. Like it wasn't cash available. So he's probably just like, I don't know, okay with it. It's very odd. Anyways, Chelsea was seized by the British government from Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich as part of sanctions in response to the war in Ukraine. While the sale was the most expensive for a sports franchise ever, Abramovich's accounts remain frozen in the UK and he's unlikely to earn anything from the sale of the team. Brett, enter Todd Bowley. Now, Bowley, a billionaire himself, is the founder of holding company Eldridge Industry. And he outbid several other consortiums, including one involving Canadian Larry Tenenbaum, a part owner of Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. Bowley is already a part owner of the LA Dodgers and has minority stakes in the Lakers and the WNBA's LA Sparks. And in this has Chelsea fans on the edge of their seats and probably not in a great way because the sale of Chelsea is an abrupt end to Abramovich's 19-year ownership of the reigning European champions. Now, as fans of the franchise will eagerly watch to see if the new American owners can replicate Abramovich's success on the field. It's actually not his success on the field. It's his success putting players on the field that can win, I guess. Abramovich may be a well, terrible yeah. soccer player. We don't really know. I, I think really what it comes down to is how much are they willing to spend? You know, 
Like right. that's 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 most of what Premier League soccer is. Is like who's willing to spend the most. But and that's kind of comes down to what's next. So the sale is expected to be finalized in May. And first to do list for new ownership is securing this re-signing the big players they already have, recruiting next year's team again, spending hopefully at least fans hope spending more to bring in the top names and updating their stadium, Stamford Bridge, which is actually the oldest venue in the Premier League. So it needs a full modernization. It's, it's the Fenway Park of the Premier League. Yeah, the, the Blue Monster, as they call it in London. <laughs> Nobody uh, calls it that. For our second story, our sinuses aren't the only thing congested this allergy season. By the way, Jay, you get to play that fun game of is it allergies or is it COVID? But one in five container ships globally are currently stuck at major ports due to service and route disruptions stemming from lockdowns in Shanghai and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Jay, there's lots of chatter. I'm hearing a lot about these ports and all the ships waiting. Can you break, just break down for us what's going on? Sure. Well, Seaway Gridlock has left ships delayed on an average of seven days, where normal wait times rarely exceed four and a half days. And that's as of March. And the cost to move goods from China to the U.S. has doubled from the same time last year. Not to be too Toronto-centric, but you thought rush hour on the 401 was bad. Wait till you see the port of Shanghai and that Seaway Gridlock. Western countries will have to brace their ports for a surge and she and crop tops. I'm not getting one, but I'm sure many people will. When ships get moving again, Europe and North America are already lacking port warehousing space and have their own backlogs of uncollected cargo that they're trying to send out. And this is all per the Wall Street Journal. Now in Canada, shareholders of the port of Vancouver, which is Canada's largest, need to get rid of a backlog of rail containers to accommodate the incoming surge with one industry CEO telling the Journal of Commerce that, quote, no one really knows when it will be cleared. Wow reassuring stuff from the port of vancouver and this is all very important because last year the port of vancouver moved 146 million metric tons of cargo including lumber fertilizer and grain those are all seem like very important things to over 170 countries and enabled 240 billion dollars worth of trade now there's a lot going on here jay but do you want to give us a big picture on why the clogged ports matter sure If it's harder to get goods and commodities into the country, prices for them will continue to go up. Since the coming months are typically when back-to-school and holiday shopping exports start making their way over the pond, we could end up paying a premium for school supplies and holiday presents, unfortunately. And for our final story. One of Canada's biggest maple syrup companies has been taken over by a Bain Capital-owned Vallejo Foods Group and the aim of tapping into the global market. Brett, this must be a sure sign that investors have finally realized just how addicting that sweet, sweet syrup can be. Want to break down the deal for the Peak Pals? You know, we like to go always a layer below here at the Peak Daily. And one thing I will mention is that Bain Capital is based in Boston. And I know that New Englanders are really obsessed with Vermont maple syrup. And so this feels like almost a betrayal. But look, here's what's happening. So by taking over Bernard and Fee, which is a major bottler and distributor that supplies maple syrup to Walmart, Loblaws and others, Bain Capital has become the second deep pocketed investor to buy into Canada's $500 million maple syrup industry after Roger Sugar. Canada's maple syrup industry accounts for approximately 75% of the world's maple syrup production. Brett, that's 75% of the world's maple syrup production, with 92% of the Canadian production actually originating from Quebec. You ever had the artificial maple syrup? It is just not good. It really irks me to even see it. It shouldn't even be on shelves in Canada. It should be banned. I know. it was. I had it in Australia. It was bad. So Montreal-based private equity from Phoenix Partners, they're actually cashing out of this deal after a five-year partnership with Bernard and Fee that saw, an an, that saw annual revenue double to over $100 million. Pretty good job. Uh, a nice return for them. So Jay, it sounds like maple syrup is a big business in Canada, but why should Peak Pals care? 
Well, demand for maple syrup is rising around the world as shoppers chase more natural ingredients, and obviously maple syrup is one of them. Martin Bernard told the Global Mail it means that the market is, quote, becoming more mature and that the product is becoming known to more people, including your friends down in Australia, Brett. The family is betting Vallejo can accelerate Bernard's growth overseas, which means you might start being offered maple syrup with your pancakes in some unsuspecting places like, I don't know, London or Sydney or Tokyo. I don't know. All those places. Yeah. Pancakes in Tokyo. Can't wait. If we could tie all the stories together, maybe you could see a Chelsea game on Mother's Day and actually have maple syrup. See, now we've done it. Yeah, or maybe not because the ports are clogged. There you go. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And the Rosenthal family. well consumes over our allotment of maple syrup on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So we are doing our part to keep this industry afloat. Wow. Thank you for your service. (laughs) I feel like a real mensch. Brett, have a good Monday. 